from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Welcome back to the Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring gun. Bill George and Slick. That's those are the words you were looking for. No, mention. I was gonna. I meant to wait till you know this part yeah. here, and then uh, stepped all over Hank, and I shouldn't have done that. Welcome in hour number two of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring gun, and we got uh, Carlos the Cuban Redneck also in. Vince is heading to Destin. And uh, Bill George is here, and Slick is here. Happy New Year. Oh, none of us, at least some of us, I went to bed kind of early, maybe 10-ish, 11-ish or so, and gently uh, slept in my bed with my windows open, being gently rocked to sleep to the sounds of the rocket's red glare, bombs bursting in air. And uh, Mer- Merry New Year. Try to distinguish between, oh, that was a firework. Oh, no, that was a handgun. Oh, wait. That sounded like an AK. Wait, no, that was a firework. There's a Wait, there's no that's that's a firework. There's a firework stand across uh, across from where I live, and they fire they were firing fireworks off next to it all night long. I was like, at one point, that thing's gonna light up, and I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna come out there and I'm gonna be so happy. It's gonna, well, it's gonna look like a factory in Zhejiang, China, that accidentally let the guy that smokes in. Hey, I feel sorry for some of these poor animals out there. We had a dog. Come try and hide in our garage. Well, he did hide in our. He garage. He didn't try to hide. He we, hid. He, he, he come <laughs> in and he was finding places to hide in our garage. And I tried getting him back out last night, but I finally I just went to bed with the garage open. It's like okay, you need a nice quiet place to be here. You got my garage for the night. I left the garage up, gate open, boom. He was gone this morning when I <laughs> woke up. Came in for refuge. He came in for refuge. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I know some of them uh, get kind of freaked out over it, and uh, this, this some of them have, you know, gun dogs, hunting uh, dogs. You know, they're all like, yeah, whatever. This yeah, is a whatever. real junkyard dog. I mean, he's the neighbor's farm dog, and uh, he just, he just did not like it. Maybe so. he's been shot at before. Maybe, Maybe he's got a little rock salt or bird shot in his booty. Maybe. There's been days where I had to sit out there on uh, the back porch of the uh, of the ranch and take uh, little pellets out of old Wheelie Schneeber or uh, Dusty. <laughs> what are those little holes there? Yeah. Oh, but I know BBs. you were saying your Bigfoot story. I don't want to keep Slick waiting anymore. No, but anyway, Slick, the long story short is is it got to a point where this thing literally got about uh, 50 yards, and it got bigger and bigger, and it was a big area, and as I describe it, it would be like putting a giant, massive fur coat on the likes of Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, this was a human. No gun, no bow, no backpack, no nothing, arms swinging down almost to their knees, uh, literally walking, pushing through the trees, and uh, got to a point, as I told it to stop a million times, and then got verbal... Lee abusive, saying, hey, blankety-blank, if you don't stop, things are going to get ugly. I may have to pull this bow out and put an arrow in your chest and yada, yada, yada. Never stopped him. Never slowed him down. English did not work. 
And so it got to a point where I knew he was getting ready to head down to the ditch and then come up on the other side by the roads, you know, going down that little swale there. So I said, I got two choices. I either put an arrow in this guy's chest when he comes up off the side of the ditch or I take off running. And I chose the latter and never looked back. Could have been the man that taken down Bigfoot. I could have been. He thought the the, the, whatever it was thought Braden might be a long lost distant cousin. Maybe. <laughs> I doubt it because I was extremely skinny back then. So, uh, yeah, but you were still like, tall, weren't you? Yeah, but I wasn't, uh, wasn't like, uh, I think thick. I had, you weren't thick. I think I had shorts on and, um, I think I might have had a camo, German camo shirt on. That was my usually fair delay when I would go out in the woods back then because I didn't like wearing long pants. You still don't like wearing long pants. Well, I mean, even out in the woods because it just got hot and everything. I'd come in, it looked like razor blade cuts all over my legs from those damn palmettos. But anyway, so I know, here's what it is. This is what I tell everybody. I know what I saw, but I have no idea what it is that I saw. And that's that's all I can give you. Maybe you should attend this next Bigfoot conference. Well, it'd be interesting to go and hear what they say. Go talk to Bobo. When is it? It's when is it? January twenty second at the RP Funding Center. January twenty second is that a weekday? Friday? Saturday? What I is think that? Last year it was Saturday? on a Saturday. Saturday. It's, it's got to be on a Saturday. If well, not. I mean, if it's a Saturday where I got to work, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, maybe go after the show. Yeah. Are you looking it up? I was going to look to see what day the twenty second was. What's it officially called? The uh, if it's as long as it's not those TV guys, <laughs> you know, the Great Florida Bigfoot Conference. The Great Florida Bigfoot Conference, January twenty second, uh-huh. nine a.m. to six p.m. Do they have a website? Well, I know, I know a lot of the elder um, Indian community. They, they. You know, they talk about things like that a lot, but they've seen, they spend a lot more time out in the woods than anybody else. I've heard weird stuff. I can't say I've seen anything weird. But, but I haven't know. seen any Bigfoots, but UFOs, I got that. Ah, I don't see you giving him crap over uh, that. I'm getting ready to. Really, Bill? Come on. Listen, yes. Are there mushrooms involved? I didn't say, I said it we was a UFO. We have soft and mushrooms now. <laughs> like, mushrooms yeah. involved here? No. I, I mean, but here's the one thing I will give Bill. A UFO can really be anything. It just be, has to be something it, you don't know what it is. Correct. So he's probably out there looking at airplanes and being like, I've never seen that thing before in my life. For me, it it started out, I thought there was a airplane pulling a banner. Because you, you, you know that flappity-flap banner sound? Flappity-flap. That's what I heard. I looked up. What do you think? The UFO's got a bad seal on the engine that it's just making rattling No, no, no. It's got wings. I, all I know is it turned around. It, I was hearing that flappity-flap sound. And then next thing you know, I was in Tampa, on the top of Tampa Bay. Next thing I know, whatever that was, was out off of the coast He's, in a matter of seconds. He saw the mass light on a damn sailboat and heard the wind flapping no, in the sail. No, I'm talking, this thing was like boom, and no sonic boom. Whatever it was, it moved so fast. And I've seen a lot of military stuff over the years. Not saying it couldn't be, but all I know is it moved way faster and didn't make a sonic boom than... Well, it, it, food for thought. This is why you people had, don't you, take hunters seriously. You, you had 
you know, 1957 Chevys, and then we went to Ferrari Testarossas. You know what I mean? Just that that span. Yeah, there. yeah. Like, and, like and, <laughs> and the space shuttle and the com- the stuff that we're building stuff out of. That's just the weird stuff that I see. I look at it that way. Well, you got to remember when they released the stealth fighter, when they, we all got to see it for the first time, uh, and then they tell you and they go into details 10 years later, a decade later, they go, yeah, you know, they designed this thing back in the 70s. Yeah. And you're like, what the? But we didn't see it till like the 90s. And they're like, yeah, yeah that's the point, fool. Yeah. You know, we, we, uh, but to back up Bill George, I've seen two. I saw one when I was a kid in Texas. And the thing is, is I had something to compare it to. It was going along the tops of the trees. And then all of a sudden, two Phantom fighter jets were coming up and closing on it. And then all of a sudden, like you just said, it literally went. I yeah. mean, was gone, yeah, and then you fun. see the jets curve up, and you can see the afterburners on. There's smoke pouring out of the back of them, and they're trying to get up there. This thing was already gone. gone. I mean, but everybody on the bus, the school bus, was watching it, and they're like, what is that? What is that? Because we used to see the blimp over the top yeah. of us all the time. Um, and then um, this thing was going along there. It seemed like, you know, at a distance, it was just kind of cruising along at the same speed. And then all of a sudden, when you see these jets that were coming in, and it kind of went like this and then just went joink at an angle. No curve, just choo, gone. And then the second one, Zeke from Barracuda Tackle and I were down at Bob Lee's. Clear, beautiful, cold morning. I look up, I see a jet going by with a contrail. And like you said, I see this white object on the the back end of it off to the side. And I'm like, what is that? Is that pulling a drone or something off of there and he's like i don't know man what is that and all of a sudden you see it kind of go across the contrail then go up towards the up towards the plane and then back to the other side and i was like dude i gotta get a picture of this so guess what i did snappity snap got two pictures of it and uh sent it to my cousin out in california where all the crazies live and he had better computers and he's a you Fond person, you what do they call those people? You, you fond, you funds, you funnels, you got you me. It's the UFO uh, people, uh, so that investigate them and all that stuff. So I sent it to him, and he goes, <clears throat> "I've enhanced this. I went and I pixelated it all the way down to its pixels. There are no wings on whatever this object is." So he called. That was the first time I ever heard it was one of those that the Navy got the pictures of the Tic Tac. The Tic Tac uh, UFO type thing. But we watched this thing go back, forward, up to the side, change lanes, and then, you know, all of a sudden they were off in the distance. This thing followed this jet all the way down. I mean, everything was fine up until the point where it shot across the sky and made not a sound. Crazy. Hey, it's a possibility. Look, we're so here. You said just so. a bit ago that it, it made a boom. No, no. So. You heard the flappy that, flappy. That's what you made heard it the, when you heard I the busted seal on the engine. No, when I saw it sitting up there, I heard that's what brought my attention to it was the sound. And I looked up and I saw it. Then when it shot across the sky, it didn't make a sound. This is why people think hunters are crazy. Well, Listen, that, that's this wasn't when a hunt. This was, I was... Because I we're was observant. Outside. And we see things out of the ordinary, but, like he said about the German or the, the rocket launcher out yeah. in the woods. That was back then when Bill could hear. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got to remember... I was young then. You got to remember, I don't know how many times, uh, you know, you're driving down the road and with family, friends, or whatever, and you're like, dude! You see those turkeys? Oh my gosh, there was like fifty of them. They're like, "What turkeys? What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Right there, back there. We just passed that day." 
I mean, yeah, yeah. Are, are those hogs over well, you, there? Well, you remember the fav- the famous footage, right? That guy went to his grave saying, you know, that that was a picture. And the actual good footage that they have, it's a, actually a female uh, Bigfoot is what they said. The, the What is that film called? I can't remember what we it is. We have turned into conspiracy theorists. Well, well it's all because well, of Bill George no. bringing we, up the We, we cover everything here, man, on the show. That's why we call it you the got something to say, it call 888- 404-1010. Don't it invite those people. Are you nuts? It oh, was big and it My was phone wild. It's going to be busy right now. I saw the Bigfoot, too. Oh, I know where I it is. I seen them. I seen them. I'm sure. <laughs> Have you heard of the... Skunk Ape. I haven't seen that. The one to go. I'm with you, Slick. Uh, you would think that somebody would see something. Or some game camera but would catch it. For gosh sakes, they can't even count Florida Panthers. Exactly. All right, we're taking a break. It is the Bigger Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Welcome back to uh, Conspiracy 101. It is the Bigger Wild Outdoors. Brandon Gunn, ah, Carlos Lopez, and uh, Bill George, and... Uh, Slick. I didn't. I'm a non-believer. His nickname for his hairstyle. All right, now that we're done talking over each other, ready? And you were saying? I just said I was a non-believer. That's all it was. Believer in which one? I don't know. Like uh, the UFOs. UFOs a little bit easier, but Bill George is very explainable. Yours, I don't know. I, I don't know what they believe out in Texas and yeah. but the Sasquatch. That there's no such thing. Again, I have to go with the Bill George uh, rule of thumb is um, I know what I saw, but I have no idea what it is that I saw. I look at it as anything's possible. If, so, we're, if we're here and there's other planets and all that, and maybe there is skunk apes, I don't know. Yeah, but what what animal in his right mind comes out just to harass Braden? Like, don't you have better things to do? He wasn't harassing me. He was just, he was running up on top of you, scaring were, no, you. That's he was harassing. he was walking along. And, if we uh, did the same thing that we if we did the same thing to an animal that that thing did to you, that would be considered harassing the yeah, animal. But the Native Americans, no, they've always said that there's something out there. You know, they have a lot of different names. They smoked it. a lot of weed. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's a peace pipe, all right? That's a Bill peace George pipe. sounds like a Ronald Reagan commercial. That is the bad they, thing. They were into uh, pathogenic. The, 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 <laughs> the, the original OGs of Bud are mushrooms like you guys. Jeez. That mo- it was tobacco is the most sacred that thing. It wasn't weed. Jeez, oh, Pete, man. Just throw them all under the bus like that. <laughs> hey, they were all chewing on peyote, man, okay? No. It was just the way it is, I, bro. Uh, it doesn't make any as, sense. As long as we've been around with all these cameras and everything, you would think somebody would have an accidental roadkill. You would think you'd have more frequent pictures on cameras. I, I agree. I agree. But, uh, but Not if it's smarter than the average bear. If it's if it's smarter than the average bear, who who knows, man? I mean, uh, camo wise or I mean, what I, they can I don't, do. I don't or where see they how they ha- they haven't been able to find a skeleton, hair, a mummified one in a cave. I don't know something. I don't know, man. I, I don't. I can't tell you. All I know is that everywhere I've ever lived, they've always uh, somebody's had a like you said, either the natives Americans that live there or uh, the natives that have grown up there. Even Jay Paul and uh, his son out there in Louisiana on Swamp People. 
They talk about the rigaroo that lives out there, that lives in the swamps. That's some, a shape. That's a shapeshifter that can, uh, you know, look like a Bigfoot one minute, but it could also turn into a coyote and all these other things. So, uh, you know, it could be multiple things. So maybe that's one of the reasons why you don't see it in its what other form. I don't know. Jeez, man. <laughs> <coughs> all right, he's going to the papers. Good. <sighs> just trying to get away with it. Just uh, trying to get out of it. But uh, speaking of wolves, January is going to be the wolf moon halfway through the month. And does anybody know why we call it the uh, the wolf moon? No. Uh, do tell, do tell. Well, it's because it's came to know as a wolf moon because it's likely headed to be howling at this time over hunger. Because in the winters, the dark, heavy winters. That's not when they're hungry. That's what it That's says here. Dark, heavy winters is when a lot of sick animals die and they're feasting. Well, could be that. But you know how they, the old uh, people oh, are. Oh, you yeah. know, they were like, yeah, yeah. They're out there starving. That's why no. they're screaming. No. No, they're out there telling all their cousins that, hey, a lot of dead stuff over here. Get your butts over here. It's going to be nice. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be nutritious and all that stuff. Yum, yum. Uh, what? <laughs> I yum, said, yum. I said, yum, yum. It's yep. Chinese. Yum, yum, yum. Sad report while we were on break. I don't know if you might have heard this news, but uh, out of uh, Michigan, there was uh, a story that came out. Of course, I don't know if you might have seen it on your local news, but a bunch of elk that were going across a pond. Did you hear that one? They're trying to reestablish elk in this region, of course, and they were going across the ice and... Uh, they broke through and didn't make it. They had a breakthrough case? Had a breakthrough case. Twelve elk actually drowned. They fell in, could not get back out. So that eliminated uh, quite a bit of their herd. Twelve of them drowned. Natural, uh, natural selection. Uh, one of the animals sank to the pond's uh, bottom, a 50-foot bottom. Eleven animals were recovered, and they were professionally butchered, and the meat was distributed to local food banks by the uh, Sierra Club International and the Michigan Sportsmen's Against Hunger. There were uh, three small bulls, five cows, and three calves. And the sex of the unrecovered animal is yet unknown. But I thought it was pretty crazy that uh, these guys were out on a hunting trip and they were watching these elk. They were observing them, and they were like, oh, dude, check it out. There's a bunch of elk. Oh, crap. They just went through, <laughs> went through the ice. And they were the first ones. They tried to help them as much as they could. They couldn't. They were out in the middle, broke through, went straight in, drowned each other, basically trying to get on top and pile on as they do, and uh, didn't make it. That's a shame. It is, especially in a state where you're trying to reestablish elk as uh, a viable game animal again. Between them and the wolves and everything else like that, it's getting to be a tougher challenge than they think. It's not going to be an easy thing to do. Also, uh, this past week, we had to announce that uh, over in western Alaska, they now have over 12,000 beaver ponds. This is twice the number of 20 years ago, by the way. The beaver colonization is of concern because of the huge impact the species has on the landscapes. Well, I mean, tra trapping mean? the pelts aren't worth anything anymore. The huge impact. How long have we declared how nice it is for the beaver because they create dams and create all kinds of habitat and this and that? 
Yeah, but too many. There's too many. What do you, what do you mean it's too it many? too many. How many were before, uh, you know, the crazy white man came in there and turned them into hats? Uh, I, I don't know, but it's just like the gators. The pelts aren't worth anything. The gator skins aren't worth well, anything. Let's, let's well, just put the pelt uh, value aside. I'm with Bill George on this one because I'm sitting here looking at this and I'm going, so you want your cake and you want to eat it too. That's yeah. that's the thing. Well, you can't say, look at the cute beavers. Let's relocate them to somewhere else. And when they start flourishing and being happy. And in the middle of Alaska. In the middle of western Alaska, all of a sudden now it becomes a problem because, get this now. Get this. Now, this is when you put this label on them, you know you're really reaching, okay? In the 20th century, as we know, beavers were almost hunted to extinction after demand for their fur had skyrocketed. Changes in fashion, however, uh, saved them, and there are now millions on the North American continent, like there were before. So uh, they're just getting back to the numbers where they were. Uh, But building ponds on the tundra, beavers have increased the amount of surface water, a change that causes permafrost to thaw. And when this happens, get ready, this is getting good. When this happens, organic material trapped away for thousands of years begins to break down, releasing what? Carbon dioxide. And methane in the process, which leads to? Global warming. Global warming! And the water rises again. So are we going to put a regulation on beavers now? No, I got an idea. Just like we do the cars? No, I got an idea. Send the beavers to California. That's all. It's, it's That's it. I just I want to see that. It was like, oh, well, we've got to outlaw well, beavers. Well, I can tell you, beavers, beavers. If you are somebody who maintains things for yourself, waterways, canals, uh, drainage, all that, they're a, pain. a beaver will come and plug it up so fast to make his own home. Sure, it, it, it is. You will fight it, but it, if it's out in the middle of nowhere. If you want to trap them, trap them. If not, let them be. You notice they didn't point out the fact that uh, beavers are vegetarian, which eat nothing but wood pulp and greenery and stuff. So usually what happens when you eat a lot of greenery and stuff like that is you produce a lot of gas. Gas. So they're no different than a cow. They're no different than a horse. And now, since they're now thawing the permafrost that had been trapped down there, the bubbles of methane for thousands of years. It's releasing giant fart clouds. It's one giant that's going to kill us all. It's going to kill <laughs> and us nobody's all. nobody's allowed to smoke for the explosion hazard. It's going to kill us all. So uh, field work is underway to characterize <laughs> the impacts of the beaver's ponds on aquatic and terrestrial Arctic ecosystems. Starting with hydrology, uh, hydrology and permafrost and continuing downstream to methane, flux, fish populations, aquatic food webs. As a result of these efforts and most of the questions surrounding beaver engineering in the Arctic are presently being uh, examined but yet unanswered. Listen. Listen, listen we just complain, the words. We complain when people manipulate the wildlife. For their desires. Now the 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 turnaround, they're the problem. Yeah. You don't do something, and now they're the problem. So, in other words, if we did, like they usually say, just leave them alone, yeah. and they'll work themselves out. Don't be killing wolves. Don't be killing coyotes. Don't be killing the. If you just leave it alone, uh, nature will work itself out. Well, the problem is, is that 
we're also involved in nature. Yeah. And since you, I, Carlos, and Slick to a great extent aren't that very far from nature, we like to spend a lot of time there. We actually appreciate and know how the system works. It's the people who are in the yoga pants, in the uh, Teslas, and in the other things like that that are so far removed from the way the world actually works that to them this is a problem because beavers are releasing methane. No, they just like no matter what way you go, they want to complain. Well, it, it's be, it, they complain because they don't know, and they just they just jump to conclusions. They and see they a feel cute it. furry little animal, and they want to go run out and protect it because it's nature. Well, then once you protect it, it starts producing methane, destroying your entire world. So, what choice do you have? I just want to see what choice Calif- do you want to make. I just want to see some lawmaker come out and say we need to put a ban on beavers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, they are going to, uh, and the bo- and the problem is, is there was a story this past week that how uh, trapping the numbers of trappers has declined immensely in the United States, and they are one of the number one one uh, you know battlefront implements that we have to combat this type uh, of stuff. Be- it's Speaking because of the pelts aren't worth anything. Right. Nothing. Speaking of trapping, on myfwc.com right now, there is a survey they have going on. They are considering revising the trapping rules and regs. In the state of Florida, if you're somebody who's at all interested in trapping, what you can, cannot do legally, you might want to pay attention to what they're doing. Well, I had a question for you, Bill. I actually had forgotten. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I went to order one, but the dog-proof traps mm-hmm. are illegal here in Florida. Really? And I want to know why. What really? do you mean by dog-proof traps? It's like a cylinder that you plug into the ground, and only really a raccoon has the dexterity to stick its hand in there. Right. And so then cats not and go. dogs and, you know, farm animals, you know, they can't get in there. Occasionally it might catch a fox, but other than it's they're made specifically for raccoons and, you know, all it does is, is hold them by the by the wrist. The, yeah. And it doesn't harm them, but it holds them there. And you anchor it into a tree. The this guy that I watch on YouTube is Coon Creek Outdoors. The guy's great. He shows you everything. But now he can't show a lot of things because of the restrictions now on YouTube. But, you know, they anchor it or they tie it around a, uh, a big stick that they're not going to go away with. And there, I went to order one because we have a little situation. And, uh, you know, I can't catch them in the trap, so I was going to put that. And then I saw that it's, it's illegal here in Florida. You have to use a, a coil spring trap. You mean like a jaw trap, like yeah. a snap trap, a regular yeah. standard no, no, old-fashioned? An, an offset or a regular one. I mean, don't, I used no. to do it a long time ago, but I don't have any traps don't, anymore. Don't but use that unless you have a permit. I know. you got to also – it's not part of my sportsman's license. I thought maybe they – since – They've stolen my money the last five years for the snook stamp. Maybe they'd give me a, <laughs> maybe they give me a little, you know, trapping. But no, I gotta pay extra for that. And even Wait. if you have a trapping license, you can't use a leg hold trap unless you have a permit. So, like I said, might want to go look at the survey and yeah, take it. I'm, I'm gonna have to. I didn't order them, but anyway, you can't get any on Amazon. You gotta go to Shields or one of these other supplies. None of, none of the places like Dick's or all these don't have them. Maybe Bass Pro. So let me ask you, since trapping is considered to be a 
extracurricular activity or something? Why wouldn't that be included in it, a sportsman's it's golf It's more license? like a commercial type like thing. It's not that you can't trap under your sportsman, but there is a trapping license if you're going to turn around and, and be looking at fur and hide. I, well, I know you can buy I, it separately. I just want to take care of the raccoon that keeps coming through. Shoot him. Then shoot him. I don't see him. He doesn't go in the Listen, in the big have a heart. How do you know it's a I'll raccoon then? I know from the poop, and I don't have uh, I don't I don't have pets. I so. see him out there taste testing the poop. No, I, I put a couple. Uh, bury, I know what it looks like. Bury a can of sardines, poke the holes in the top, put it, bury it in the ground about three inches underneath there, where you know he's going to have to stand, and he'll sniff it out and he'll find it, and you'll just have to sit there. And when he comes out to the feeder. <laughs> That's all you got to do, bro. Uh, sardines will bring them in from the grave. All right? I, I do have a can of sardines well, there for you that. Go. Just regular old oil, not you know, spring water dive jars. All right, we got to take a break. It is the Big Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big Wild Outdoors. I want to give you a little quick fast cast for today. It's going to be in the uh, 80s. It's going to be a beautiful day, though. Uh, today's going to be a nice day. Tomorrow's going to be a little bit rougher. I guess we got a front that's going to be pushing through. Right, it's like you don't know. And uh, today it's going to be up in the 80s. So get ready to hear the beautiful hum of your air conditioner kicking back on if you have your windows open as I have. <laughs> Not. Uh, to report on our deer feeder cam, if you'd like to go to bigandwild.com, bigandwild.com, if you're a uh, a uh, person who's grown up in the South all your life and everything, and you want to see what snow looks like. There's a little bit of dusting there on the uh, ground. Even in the corn. I always, whenever somebody sends, picture me, uh, sends a picture of snow to me, I always go, man, that is a lot of sand. And they're like, sand, that's snow. And I go, oh, it looks just like the sand on Clearwater Beach yeah. in the middle of October. <laughs> so it's like, uh Oh, wait, we got our first little uh, Finchie showed well, up We're looking at the cam now, and uh, the feeder went off about a half hour ago, so stuff's showing up. Yeah, and the sun's up now, so you can see how uh, it's – It. I don't think it's still snowing, I can't tell. I don't see anything drifting by like it was earlier this morning. It's harder to see, I guess. But uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the Bigfooty thing and all the other stuff like that, and I wanted to give that out, that information, by the way. It's going to be out in January 22nd out in uh, Lakeland, Florida. It's going to be happening out there. The Great Florida Bigfoot Conference is going to be out there from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday. At the RP Funding? Yeah, at the Lakeland Center there. uh, Refund policy. No refunds. So if you're going to get tickets, you got to go. I was just interested in what who was going to be there, if it was like some big name person or something. But I don't know any of these people you got. How do you say this? Mayor? No, that's the last name. I'm talking the first one. Miria? Miria Mayor? Mireya. Mireya Mayor? Yeah. And Lauren Coleman. Other speakers include Lyle Blackburn and uh, the Mid Florida Research Group. RPG is the MC. Did they put experts there, like Bigfoot experts? Because I, 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 I want to know how they become. That's what I guess. That's what these things. Like the, it says right here: right. Bigfoot There's researchers. There's a college course you can take. Okay. One of them is a cryptozoologist. Yeah, investigators, yeah. authors, ready to interact with fans, discuss <laughs> I, I, their experiences. I knew you were going to come out with that word. I knew it. Doors open up at 9 a.m. Go until 6. The event is open to the public, but advance tickets are required, and they cannot guarantee them at the door. 
So if you want to go, you can go. Does it say anything? You can wear a furry suit if you want. I'm sure you can wear whatever is uh, necessary. Free, to free country. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can wear your fur. It's not that kind of conference. That's another conference you go to. <laughs> Bill George has okay. been banned from that <laughs> other one, <laughs> showing up with his rifle. <laughs> okay. Moving right along. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's just <laughs> move right along. Speaking of moving along, are you uh, are you ready? All geared up? You got all your ammo? You need everything for your next meeting with the FWC? Are you ready for all I'm this? I'm meeting the next. I'm missing the next one. Are you really? What? That's yeah. the one that's that's gonna. Aren't they gonna go over the Goliath Grouper on the next meeting? I, I I'm gonna be in Hawaii hunting turkey. Oh, that's right. Oh, the biggest advocate for getting us Goliath Grouper is going to Hawaii when we need him. Oh no, Listen, there's lots of other people who are gonna be I showing up for that one. I will have to work on having a surrogate there in a Hawaiian shirt. Okay, <laughs> Bill George. <laughs> and you you sending your son? William's gone. Maybe I'll have to see if he could take a day off for that. It's supposed to be in this region somewhere. That's going to be funny if you if somebody starts the thing off with, as you can tell by the shirt, I am Bill George's surrogate, <laughs> and I will be filling in for him today <laughs> at the meeting. So uh, let's continue and move on. And I we'll will get have there to work there. on that. Uh, that'll be interesting. I know Slick that Slick may need some extra cash. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could use a job. I can go fill in for Bill George. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it's kind of like the stand-ins for the Oscars. The, this you know, show's seat going fillers. sideways, man. The seat fillers at the Oscars. Who no. are you supposed to be? I'm Bill George. Go look. My truck's out back. It's got all sorts of stuff in the back. Yeah, he'll be there, he'll be there in a little bit. Uh, he's just got to step out for a minute. No, uh, what did they say? I think they're going to be going over the Goliath Grouper workshop. They're going to go talk about what they want to um, your input. You can do it virtually uh, to gather input on a proposal for a limited, highly regulated harvest. Share your input on the topic by attending a workshop at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, January 11th. Okay, that's that's a different thing. That's, that's one of these virtual conferences. And you can do it at noon on January 13th. That's. Uh, I thought that was the the same one you were going to. No, right? no. That's 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 one of their workshops. All I'm asking yet again, and this goes out to everybody. I just want to be able to get the big boy. I don't want the little tiny dinky thing. I showed a f- I showed photos of Goliath Grouper to my family up in Georgia. Like those things don't exist. I was like, no, they do. But they only want us to get the little ones. Isn't that you know, the government yeah, trying they, to get they us? They want you to pay five hundred bucks to get a small one. That's like going to Africa to shoot an elephant. And you shoot a baby elephant. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no, they're, they're, whoa, 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 whoa. It's, it's absolutely it's ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're thinking of two different things, all no, right? I'm and just, I'm think- I, no, I'm comparing. That's what that's what it is. You, you know, to to catch a no, it, thirty-six inch, you know. It would be okay, but I'm not going to go talk about shooting elephants. I, I it's like going out with a with a lion tag and only being able to tag a hyena or a cub. I like, lion the, cub. I like the elephant analogy because it makes everybody mad. Uh, this proposal, which will be considered for final approval at a future meeting, includes a special opportunity for harvest, which is a lottery draw. will include area and seasonal closures, size and gear restrictions, and post-harvest requirements. Staff will be seeking feedback on the changes suggested by the commissioners back in October, including adjusting the permit fee. Yeah, it's a little uh, steep, I think. And remember, they only eat crustaceans. Yeah, and revising the closed area 
<clears throat> increasing the lower end of the proposed slot limit. What does that mean, Bill George? In other words, they don't want you to take as small of a small one. They want you to t take a bigger small one. <clears throat> so they're adjusting the Instead lower of end. A, yeah, they're they're raising the lower end, making it a tighter slot. So you're getting your wish. No, Slick, maybe not. in about five years you'll be able to kill one and it weighs 500 pounds. Maybe if you consider take being that you're going to catch it, not dispatch it, bring it home, put it in an aquarium, you can grow it to the size you'd like to uh, keep. No, 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 no. I want the one that's out there that's almost going to eat my you, boat. Listen, you can catch them any day of the week you want. I you caught, just I can't caught keep one before. Them. I caught one before. No, I want to catch and keep. I don't know. What's man. wrong with that? Think about getting that thing mounted on your wall. That would you be awesome. Have a big wall. <clears throat> and uh, they're also going to be talking about uh, reducing the impact of ca uh, catch and release fishing on Goliath grouper spawning aggregations and uh, gear restrictions. I think you're doing more damage by catch and release than you are by this catching is, and taking. This is the thing that makes me laugh. All these people have particular places that they like to go. And and dive for them, and so they sit there and want to make. Oh, here here's where fifty of these things are, but don't come fish for them. I I want to tell you I want to protect them, but don't come fish for them here. There's fifty of them, and then guess what? All of a sudden you get people piling up fishing for them. So now, hey, do you need to quit fishing for Goliath there? Well, I'm not fishing for Goliath. I'm fishing for snapper. Snapper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> trying to catch some uh, gag group or something and, and uh, got one. Sorry. And, and what you'll see, and the only way to prevent them from fishing for something like a Goliath there at the spawning aggregate, whatever you want to call it, is they'll end up having to quit fishing there altogether. So now the people who <laughs> are diving keep wanting to just carve out their little private areas, their little private areas, and next thing you know, they want all the wrecks. They want all that down there in the Palm Beach area. Now you're just assuming that all the divers are there to see the Goliath grouper. So no, they're they're the ones who put the seats, fill the seats at the commission meetings. But uh, I, I, all the ones that I've ever seen is you also have the uh, guys who are the uh, spear fishermen who Didn't uh, show up. Uh, they showed up at the last one out at uh, well, at least the last one I went to was not over to at the Belgium. commission meeting. Yeah, and the thing is, is I think that a lot of them want to uh, go down there and take some of them. Now, not to say that they want to do what Slick does and you try to pull a 300-pounder out of the rocks or something like that. That would be one heck of a work day. But if you could get one that was 150, 75, 200 pounds, you know, in that range, you could probably shaft one of those with one or two and, yeah, but you're and going, get them you're up. Go, you might be going for a ride. Well, that's I'll, take, you, I'll take the ride, it. man. That's that's the whole part of fishing for those things is the is the catch itself. You may not even get it in. I'll give you that. But if, imagine the fight. Well, they on break that. they break you off. You know, nine out of ten times. In fact, and the catch and release does work because you know I've I've seen some that they have brought up and they'll have three or four hooks in them. Whether they caught it, usually you know um, fishermen take their hook out and all that. They break a lot of lines. I know for, for me, it took me years to catch one because they just kept breaking the lines. And you drop anything down, they eat everything. They're, they're like a Hoover down there. Listen, he still has <laughs> line on his fishing rod that was sold in Kmart. 
Whatever. That's why. But I can still catch fish, so that's the thing. Yeah, doesn't matter. It still I spray. Works. I spray that real magic on it, man. There you go. There you go. It costs nine dollars for real magic, but it works. Our three in one oil lasts just as long. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I, I I know that when I read that, I thought that maybe they were actually looking at places where uh, guides and captains they know where they're located in shallow water or around structure, and they'll say, "Hey." Carlos, guy from Ohio, you ever catch a Goliath grouper? We'll go get you hooked up on one real quick, and we'll go over, and they throw a jack under there, and okay. they, he fights it for five minutes till he breaks him off. And I got a question for you. We keep talking about protecting spawning aggregates. We cannot have pressure on spawning aggregate. What is the biggest spawning aggregate fishery that you know in the state of Florida? The entire Gulf of Mexico and no, Tampa no. Bay? The spawning aggregate. A group of fish coming together, pre-post or whatever, getting ready to spawn. What, where, Where is the biggest, most commercially known spawning aggregate that you know of? Well, you'd have Boca Grande, and then you have anywhere in Tampa Bay when it comes to the mullet run. Boca, Boca Grande for tarpon. So think about this, tarpon fishermen. When you turn around and they keep wanting to close tar uh, spawning aggregate, how long till they come for your Boca Grande tarpon? Think about it. Yeah. Okay, you tell them, Bill. No, not me tell them. You tell them. Because <laughs> it's not my tarpon they're coming from. It's January 1st, so we're going to go down through the closures and openings for everybody. We're going to at least cover some of them for you before we go out of here. We're going to do that right after the break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Happy New Year, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Carlos, Bill, and Slick. Vincenzo is heading up to Destin, Destin, Florida for the weekend. Nobody wants to know that. He's going to go Keep up there going. and uh, <laughs> see if he can't molest a few uh, Goliath Grouper or something. I don't know. It is not true. He is not in the county jail. No. Don't don't anybody think that now. No, he call, he actually called me yesterday and he said, hey, I just want to give you a heads up. I'm on the road. So if anything happens to me, you know that I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay, everything sounds good. I said, are you in the truck? He goes, yeah. I said, don't forget. Roadkill is legal. Just let them know. It's all okay. That's usually what I tell does, everybody. Does he have time. anybody with him? Because he doesn't know how to quarter nothing. Quarter nothing? Yeah. Quarter. Is, you said roadkill. Oh, quarter fish? or nothing? Fish, I'm sure he knows how to, he should have learned by now how to fillet fish. No, but. he went out there. He helped us uh, when we got that hog out there at the uh, the FFA training center and stuff. We were out there cleaning pigs. It was all good. Oh, really? Yeah. He got a little blood on him. Don't you worry. Under it ain't all nails? about the fish. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, he's the Don of Indian Rocks Beach. He just steps back. He whips out the wad and goes, hey, 50 bucks to clean that pig, okay? Okay. There we go. It's a done deal. Uh, season closures. Don't forget, uh, January first is usually when a lot of stuff kicks in, and Ju out, and out. July is usually uh, July first is usually the day when uh, hunting regulations and all that kind of good stuff kick in on that one. So it's always good to know. So season closures January first. Several species of grouper will be closed to recreational and commercial harvest in the Atlantic waters. 
starting on January 1st. Of course, that includes, you know, the gag, black, red, yellow mouth, yellow fence, gap, red hind, rock hind, Connie, and Graysby. So any of those ones over there are going to be closed. It'll be reopening on um, May 1st. May 1st. Snappas. Snappas. I love this one. The recreational harvest of blackfin, queen, silk, and uh, Richmond snappers will all be in uh, in all Gulf and federal waters. Will reopen on January first. So if you want to get out there and do some snappa, but remember, I just told you gag and everything else was closed on the uh, first. Well, hey, Rich, gag grouper right. opens <laughs> January first in all Gulf and Atlantic state federal waters on January first. So this is why it is important that to carry you, a lawyer. Well, and the fish app that uh, the FWC will give you for free is uh, always a good thing to have in your phone just in case. I had my son download it into his phone so that he could immediately uh, be able to uh, you distinguish. Da- you downloaded an app? Not in my phone, in oh, his phone. Listen, how many say. people, I mean... Ooh. Average guy, you pull out, gets a boat, goes out to go fishing, knows the difference between a gag and a black. That's why I told him to download it. I said, because he, he said there was a, one time he went down, he was on some piling areas. He's like, Dad, there were these two giant fish that were down at the bottom. And he said they were kind of reddish in color, and they just hung there in the tide. They didn't really move or anything. And, I, of course, I had to go through the whole thing. Were they striped like uh, sheep's head? No. I said, well, they could have been black drum. Were they kind of humped? I'm like trying to show him pictures and pictures. Redfish sometimes don't have spots on their tails, so no, you can't be shooting those, and you have to go through the whole deal. So we went through (laughs) groupers, everything else, everything else. He's like, well, it kind of looks like that one, but not like that. I said, remember the rule. If you're not sure, don't don't shoot. shoot (laughs) If you're not sure, don't shoot. That's the way it works. Because there, once that shaft is in that fish, there's no way to go up and go. Well, I didn't mean to. Uh, yeah, you did. Uh, it's 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 in there. It's done deal. Ignorance so, is bliss. It, well, to a point. Yeah. But not to an FWC officer. Yeah. Which, by the way, were you here when I told you that they did get searched and they had to go through the stone crab? Well, uh, yeah. I, I, well, I heard that on the podcast. Yeah. I, I, it was a very funny time for a bunch of. Uh, Teenage boys to watch their uh, friend get searched as soon as he got off the boat. Yeah, making fun of him, and then it was their turn. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even I don't dive or anything, but even I knew you rip off a claw. And I just thought I I still think it's funny that they let their friend name himself Soup. Soup. Well, you know that was always that was a name that was usually reserved for the big old country boys, big boys in the overalls, and it was either pork chop or soup bone. I mean, it was one of the tombs, so it'd either be soup or it'd be bone. So it depends on how many you have in your circle of friends. You'd have to have a couple of bones. You'd have a couple of soups. <laughs> well, okay, must be a down south thing. Uh, yeah, I don't even those think it's that. The, those weren't the nicknames we had in the Bronx, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so. Well, I'm sure they, they would were be meat much different. And yeah. <laughs> There would be a, a lot different over here. Meat and potatoes and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it could be, could be, uh, hey, yo, hey, salad greens. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, do yourself a favor and uh, also uh, download it yourself so that you know and uh, at least be able to keep keep up with the rules because they do change. It, they 
they change constantly. We could have closures that are at uneven times if quotas get ma- made. It, it just you could have mandates that get extended for oh, three yeah, or four years. Have, yeah, you know, even though you're buying your license every year, and you know, you know how that is, Bill. Oh yeah, it's it's tough, but <clears throat> just have it in your hands. Nowadays, I know that uh, FWC was also talking about, and so was the DMV, that was going to go where you could put your license right on your phone and have it right there ready to go. FWC so, has allowed that for years. Yeah, yeah, and I always tell people, I said, if, you, if you're if you smart and as soon as you buy your license, put your number in and put it in there so that you have it at least there. Because that number that's on your license is your number till the day you die. Well, that FWC app is actually pretty awesome. They, they LSA 00047. Good take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Hour number three is coming up. Gift giving shall happen. We'll be back.